Hi, and welcome to the Savvy Social Hour podcast. This show is for female biz babes looking to up-level their business and become rockstar entrepreneurs in no time. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited to chat with you about today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of the Savvy Social Hour podcast. I'm here today with Tara and Jamie Levy. They are the co-founders of Savvy Sisters Media Incorporated, a digital marketing firm that specializes in social media marketing. Tara just graduated with a degree in advertising and marketing communications from the Fashion Institute of Technology. Tara is constantly on top of the latest trends and ideas, making sure her brand is ahead of the spectrum. On the weekends, you can find Tara exploring the streets of New York City, looking for the best brunch spots with her friends. Now, Jamie, she just recently graduated with a degree in communication and advertising from the University of Delaware. Jamie is at the forefront of innovation, constantly thinking of new ways to take a brand to the next level. On the weekends, you can find her at the yoga studio, drinking smoothies, and playing with her dog, Charlie. Um, This is my first interview with two people, so uh, it's a pretty cool concept since there's three of us communicating, but I'm really excited to chat with Tara and Jamie about work-life balance as a millennial entrepreneur. So let's dive right in. Hi ladies, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here and I cannot wait to chat more about juggling college and your own business with you. So before we dive into this episode, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got started doing it all. Hi, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to share our story. My name's Jamie Levy. I'm a senior at the University of Delaware, and we started Savvy Sisters July 16, and we are so excited to see how how it's grown. Hi, guys. I'm Tara, and I'm so excited to be on this call with you. I'm currently graduating from the Fashion Institute of Technology this May. I cannot wait. And as Jamie said, we're just super excited to launch Savvy Sisters full-blown and make the most of this. Awesome. Welcome, ladies. Um, This is our first interview with multiple people, so kind of exciting to have a new perspective and dynamic on things. Um, But yeah, so how, what does a typical typical day in each of your guys' lives look like? Like, what do you do? How do you manage between school and, you know, your business and clients and things like that? Like, how does that work for you guys? Yes, well, being a college student running a business, there is no typical day. Um, Generally, it's jumping from task to task to task and lots of multitasking. Um, We've definitely learned that work-life balance is essential to really be able to develop a business while in school and really relying on each other and our team to get things done. We learned early on that doing things alone isn't how you succeed, especially today's digital age. So being able to work with each other um, to make the most successful campaigns for our clients. We work with a variety of different um, companies and one of our favorites is End Again, another startup at the University of Delaware that is a sustainable fashion line that is doing a collab event in Soho that we're helping them plan. Um, so we always have new different projects that we're constantly juggling and getting to really embrace our creativity on a daily basis outside of the classroom. 
That's awesome. And really trying to remember that there are people at our university who are willing to help us. So utilizing all of the opportunities that the college provides for you and asking questions that your professors don't talk about in class or asking other students. As Jamie said, we're working with other entrepreneurs on campus and we have a team of savvy squad members on campus. So really trying to utilize everything that the college has is so important for us. And as she said, also day to day is never the same. So really trying to find a balance between getting homework done, getting clients on and making it all work together. And I know last semester, not only was I doing savvy, but I was taking 21 credits a semester. So that's seven classes a semester while I was working part-time every day at a PR firm. So definitely trying to find time for myself through fitness or through self-care or even just talking to Jamie on the phone was my lifesaver. Every day, Jamie and I would just girl boss out for a few hours and we would say, okay, this is what needs to get done. There's, these are the priorities. And that's how we got through it is through each other. Oh, that's, that's good. It's always good to have someone in your corner and especially like, you know, that is actually on like in the business with you. Cause you know, I'm a solopreneur, but I do have like VAs that help me out, but it's not the same as having someone who is like started the business with me, has the same passion as I do and things like that. So I think that it's, it's a really cool aspect that you guys have. Definitely. And we're so grateful to have each other. Um, so, um, do you guys, you guys don't go to the same school, right? I think I read that somewhere. Or do yeah. Tara goes to FIT and I go to the university of Delaware. So it's kind of like a long distance, um, relationship we have going on. So that's something that has been a challenge while we go to school, but we have such a unique connection that we've been able to make it work. However, during winter break, um, this past January, um, we had the opportunity to spend the entire month together without work or school, solely dedicated to Savvy, and we made more progress in that one month than our two years in business. Yeah. And I'm so excited to work with Tara full-time after we graduate and see the magic that happens. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Yeah, it's, it's definitely hard to, you know, manage a business when both of you guys are in different cities, because, you know, like I said, I have VAs, but they're not in the same spot as me. So mm-hmm. it's definitely harder to like make things work because, you know, everyone has a different schedule. We're not able to meet up in person, things like that. So how did you guys like kind of keep everything organized since you're not both physically together? Do you use like any tools or anything like that? We use a bunch of different tools. Google Drive is our holy lifesaver. We also use Trello. <laughs> That's a great way to keep tra- track of keep track of all of our tasks and communicate with all of our team members. It organizes it in a very simple, easy, friendly way to use. And Jamie and I also have a shared brain, we like to say. So even though we're (laughs) states apart, we're always together. But there are a lot of iPhone apps that we use too as well. Yeah, I think having tools in place is super essential, no matter if you are a team or if it's just yourself, because you know, you can't remember everything that you need to do, especially things like Trello or Asana. You need to write everything down because mm-hmm. I think that's what helps me because if I don't like write it down, I'm not going to remember it and it's not going to get done. So yeah, it just needs to be accounted for. Um, so um, how do you guys like kind of balance 
your college and being an entrepreneur, like obviously you have a schedule with school that you have to adhere to, but do you just like fit your client work in the um, times that you are off or how do you guys like manage that without going crazy? Cause I can't imagine like being like, okay, I have class from nine to three and then before and after I'm working on my business. So how do you guys do that without going like crazy basically? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of planning and open communication that goes into it. I think the biggest challenge with having classes in school was making that clear to our clients that we give them a certain timeframes that are available Mm -hmm. and we talk to them then and that's when we're available. But um, for some of our people that we've worked with, they're like, you know, why did you miss my call? You're in class. Like what you have school. Um, So that was a a little bit of a learning curve, but I think um, once we started planning things in advance and saying, you know, we're going to check in at Wednesdays on two 30, like, you know, having that clear communication with the clients and our team members, it really helps it out. But I think one of the biggest ways that we've been able to balance um, being in college and being an entrepreneur is leveraging our resources as students. Um, Being a student is such a unique opportunity and everyone wants to help you, but the second you graduate college, you're competition in the workforce. Um, The entrepreneurship program at the University of Delaware is unbelievable. Um, I'm not an entrepreneurship major. I'm an interpersonal comm major with a focus in advertising. So they welcomed me with open arms. I started going there when we first started Savvy for free startup advising. And I'd go there every week to talk to this mentor for free. And they started asking me, "Why, why don't I get more involved with the program? And I thought, you know, I wasn't allowed to, but you don't get what you don't ask for. Um, and this program has helped us with mentors, building our team, providing us resources. We essentially have an office that we can go to with giant conference rooms for free as just being students to embrace our creativity and bring our dreams to life. Um, so I think that being able to have a resource like that on campus, that I have 24-hour access to a building, there's a treadmill desk so I can get my workout in while we're planning social media calendars. Um, it's been unbelievable and I think that leveraging your resources whether it's you know a we work co-working space after you graduate and you know all of those resources that are available to every professional um, but really taking advantage of what's out there yeah no that's great um, I I knew that like in in college I didn't have my business of course yet I didn't even have a blog yet I didn't even really know that that was a thing at that time because I graduated four years ago so I'm pretty much ancient um, but at that time like you know digital marketing was just still in the baby phases and now it's grown so much so you guys have like a lot more resources than people my age did in school because mm-hmm. you know that wasn't really a thing back then. Um, I don't even think entrepreneurship was an, a major at my school. It might be now, but when I was there, um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was. But that's that's really cool. I mean, you're so right. Being able to, like, while you're in college, utilizing those free resources that you pay for within your tuition, are it's really key because once you graduate, you're not going to have that. You're going to have to go and pay for a co-working space. You have to pay for all these things. You have to pay for coaching and mentoring and all those things. So, yeah, you guys are – you're lucky, really. That's that's really great. Yeah. And especially all of the databases that the school pays for. So all of the companies out there are paying thousands of dollars to have these online resources and we have them free at our fingertips. So why not take full advantage of all of our opportunities while we can? 
And even our professors are so willing to be mentors and help us out because as Jamie said, you know, we're college students. We're not technically a huge competition or threat to them, but because they're willing to invest in us, we can help invest in other companies. And being in New York and being in Delaware, we're in the hub of what's happening. And there's so much happening around me in New York City and really trying to take advantage of everything you see and everything you hear and trying to put a purpose behind it and utilizing it to make the most of everything and showcase it to the world. Yeah, for sure. And you guys have a really good like mindset for that too, because you know, when I was in college, I wasn't thinking proactively. I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get a job and go into the corporate world and do this. Obviously I did that and now I'm running my own business, but I like, I didn't know that being an online entrepreneur was a thing at that time. Like I knew you could be a mm-hmm. business owner, but the whole online world was so new to me. So just like already having that set up for you while you're in college is great because you can go into being an entrepreneur from straight from college. You don't have to go to the corporate world if you don't want to, because you already have your foundation with your business set up. Cause you guys said you've been in business for like two years, right? So you already have two years mm-hmm. under your belt. And now since you'll have all mm-hmm. the time in the world to dedicate to it and won't have school anymore, then you'll be able to biz- build your business even more. Exactly. And entrepreneurship is becoming such a cool new thing. So mm-hmm. kids these days are growing up and they're, they're seeing all these entrepreneurs and they're seeing all these businesses and it's become more and more popular and more likely for other people to want to be entrepreneurs. Like look at girl boss. We went to the New York city rally and we met so many other amazing girl boss entrepreneurs who were just go-getters. Gary Vaynerchuk, he is now the face of entrepreneurship. He is mm-hmm. making entrepreneurship cool and trying to inspire that 12 year old sitting in his computer who has a dream to to say, okay, my dream is amazing. and I'm going to make it happen. So there's no barriers to entry. If you want to get it, you have to be a hustler and hustle your way to, to the top. Yeah, you're, you're so right. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint of heart because if you don't have yeah. <laughs> motivation or you're not self, you don't have that, like, you know, the self drive to do things, nothing is going to get done and you're not going to make any money. So, you know, you need to have those characteristics prior to starting your own business because you're not going to last very long if you are not driven. So, yeah. Um, exactly. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to, I, I, I'm very self-motivated and self-driven and that's like two characteristics you need to run your own business because it's just like important because no one else is sitting there making you do stuff. When you're at a corporate job, you know, you kind of have to do things or you're going to get fired. As your own boss, no one's there to fire you, but you're not going to make money. So, Exactly. <laughs> um, so have you guys faced like any adversities when trying to get clients because of your age? Because I know even me, I'm 26 now, but when I first started a couple years ago, people were kind of like, oh, you're only X age, like they felt like I wasn't knowledgeable because I was still fairly young. Yeah, that's definitely something that we've been challenged with since we first started. When Tara and I began in July 2016, our 
idea of credibility was number of clients and mm -hmm. how many people we could say we had under our belt. So at that point, we said, anybody that needs help, we can help you no matter what industry you're in, no matter what your budget is, we just want clients. Yeah. And after a lot of challenges and people not being seriously, people not valuing the quality of our work, we realized that we need to take a step back and refocus of what we want Savvy Sisters to be, the vision that we have, and then we could best deliver to our clients. So really evaluating who we are as a company and what our goal is for our clients. So once we had that reflection moment, we realized that we want to be in the wellness industry. We want to help people that have positive messages, share their messages and spread the word for something that is a greater good. So for example, and again, we mentioned before is a sustainable fashion line. We align ourselves with our values. So when we're working on their projects, we're more passionate and we do a better job and it's something we enjoy. And when we're starting our own company, the goal is to do something we love. Um, another aspect of what we believe savvy is, is a place for college entrepreneurs to gain the skills that they've been dreaming of outside of the classroom. I know the biggest challenge for me was that, yes, I'm a communications major, I study advertising, but what you learn in school has zero correlation to what's happening in the real world. I had countless numbers of internships and I was just doing busy work and I just was dying to graduate because I wanted to get my hands dirty and do strategy and do real work. Um, and then Tara and I just, started doing it because there's no barriers to entry in the digital age and anybody with a dream can make it come true. So our goal for Savvy is to be that platform for young entrepreneurs to get their hands dirty and get the real work experience that they've been dying to have because all you need to do is create it. Yeah, no, that's, that's really true. You definitely hit the nail on the head there. Um, I completely agree with that. And under like undervaluing yourself at first, I think everyone kind of goes through that as well. Cause I know you guys said that you, at first you were just trying to get your client roster together. And, you know, at first you tend to undervalue yourself because you're, you just want to get clients and you don't really care who you're working with. But once you start working with some people and they're not an ideal fit for you, you realize like, Oh, I need to niche down because otherwise these are the people that I'm going to work with and they do not align with me or my values or they just don't appreciate me or any of that good stuff. So it's really important to kind of realize that in pretty much the beginning. Otherwise you're going to be miserable as an entrepreneur. Yeah, exactly. Really stand pursuing and love what you do. Otherwise you're going to hate every day. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, even just like kind of deciding like, okay, these are the clients I don't want to work with. Even if you don't know who exactly you want to work with, you at least have like an ex example of what you don't want to work with. I'd like say you just don't really like a specific industry and you're like, okay, I really don't want to work with this, but I'm not sure what industries I enjoy. Then you just kind of start narrowing it down from there. If you don't really have an ideal client at that point. Exactly. And it's a lot of weeding through the work and trying to find what works best for you. So we're not going to start off with our million dollar client and call it a day. It doesn't work like that for anybody. You know, everybody has to start from somewhere and build their way up. So 
everyone has failure. Everyone has positive interactions and negative interactions with clients. And like you said, really trying to find what works best for you and then making the most out of it. So just for everybody out there is don't be discouraged if you have a bad client or don't be discouraged if it's not something exactly that you wanted. Just take that example and learn from it and see where you could go next from it. Yeah, that's so right. Like everyone has like one or two nightmare clients in their life and it just is a good learning experience. Like almost a must. <laughs> yeah, like it helps you kind of figure out what you do and don't want because I've had some people who are absolutely horrible and I was like, wow, this person like they don't value me a they're not paying me enough to be harassing me basically every day like asking about yeah <laughs> and it's just frustrating or just you know like people who don't respect your time or boundaries or any of that it's like okay it's it's one of those things you just need to go through and once you kind of figure out okay this is what I don't want then move on and don't take clients that seem like they're going to be a nightmare and that's why I offer a 20-minute discovery call with any client that wants it because I don't I want to weed out the bad people before they come and that's kind of my way to do it so if I talk to someone on the phone and they just don't seem like my ideal client then you know if they still want to work with me I'll just shoot an email back saying like hey um unfortunately I don't think we'll be a good fit but here are some other people who I recommend that might be able to better serve you than me and I, I don't do it to be exactly. me, but I don't want to either be <laughs> happy or them to be unhappy, um, like, or they're asking exactly. much for my price point or something like that. And I know someone else's prices are a tad lower or something. So. Exactly. And a client relationship is exactly that. It's a relationship. It's a two-way street. And in order to benefit each other, you need to make sure that you're both on the same page. So that definitely makes sense. For sure, for sure. So in the future, guys, if you do end up with a client <laughs> that is not very great, I recommend starting to do 15 to 20 minute discovery calls. It really helps kind of weed out those people who aren't going to be a good fit and it kind of helps you build that relationship prior to. So if you do really want that client, it helps you solidify them as a client too. Like I signed a client today actually and I knew she was talking to like 10 other people and I was like, okay, my chances of getting this aren't super high, but they're not impossible either. And I ended up landing her right on the call. So amazing. You know. Congrats. <laughs> Thanks. It's just like one of those things you need, you like those, sometimes those calls really help build the relationship if you know you're going to be a good fit, but it just helps solidify and then land the client. Cause sometimes if you're just going via email, the client goes to you and then you never hear from them again. And that's that. So just, mm -hmm. even just hopping on the call just to kind of make sure that you're a top of mind for that potential client, then that helps too. Not just weeding out the bad ones. Mm -hmm, for sure. <laughs> All right. Let's now dive into the three questions that I ask everyone who comes on the show. So what does it mean for you to be an entrepreneur and what is your favorite part about it? For me, it's the constant creativity and problem solving. I know that I'm in my state of flow and Tara and I are creating a strategy plan. We have this magic spark between our brains and it just creates itself. Um, so that is my favorite part of being an entrepreneur. Um, but also being able to realize that you make the rules. Um, I'm quite a perfectionist and being my own boss in the beginning was kind of worse than having a mean boss because your self-critic can be overly critical, especially when you have 
high expectations and goals for your business. Um, so whenever I find myself falling in that state, I call Tara and she reminds me, Hey, savvy sisters is our business. Like we make the timelines like, yes, we want to achieve our goals. Yes. We want to be proactive, but it's okay. And I think that that part of being an entrepreneur is what makes it so special. Yeah, no, that's, that's definitely a good one. What about you, Tara? I think Jamie really hit it on the head with that one, but it, it's honestly about, I love the most is that I get to work with Jamie. So being an entrepreneur is great, but getting to be an entrepreneur with my best friend makes it twice as, twice as fun. And setting the timeline and saying, okay, if I want to do this, I'm going to make it happen. And being able to have complete creative freedom. If I, have an idea I'm going to call Jamie and say listen to this great idea I have she's going to come back and say let's do it and that's what I love is that being an entrepreneur with my best friend and saying okay we're going to make it happen and make it happen and we don't have to wait around for anyone we just do it ourselves yeah no that's great I think having that is really really special and not everyone can say they have that um I must ask are you guys so I I am at I what I gathered your sisters are you twins too we're cousins, cousins. actually. Cousins. Oh my gosh, you guys look a lot alike. Okay. <laughs> we feel like twins and we have twin telepathy, but we're cousins. <laughs> okay, no, I was like, I would looked at you guys' pictures and like, they look very similar. They have the same last name. Like, they have to be like related somehow. Like, <laughs> twins? I don't know. But that's, that's crazy. I bet, I bet that's not the first time you've gotten that. <laughs> okay. Um, so what is your favorite tool that you guys use in your business? Like you can pick any digital tool, even like a physical planner or something, uh, just whatever helps you really like maximize your time and your business in general. I know we mentioned, um, Google drive and Trello before those are the two things keeping mm -hmm. everything going with our team and staying on calendar. But my favorite tool as an entrepreneur is a notebook. Um, I love buying really cute stationery from Home Goods and TJ Maxx and just writing because when I have so many thoughts, especially like I know everybody in today's digital age has anxious thoughts constantly going, going, going. If you take a minute and write with a pen instead of on your computer, it, the ideas is just mind blowing every time. And it's something that has, has really helped me. And I know it's old school and I know I'm so tech for everything, but it's really underrated the value of pen and paper. No, you're speaking my language. I love cute stationery. It helps me stay motivated. And even though I do use things like Trello and Osana, having like a physical planner for me is really essential because being able to like write it down more so than typing helps me remember. So when I'm typing it in my Asana and then writing it down in my planner as well, it helps me remember things better. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Having notebooks and, and writing it down. I know I'm just remembering this one moment when we were trying to visualize strategy <laughs> for one of our clients and we couldn't conceptualize it onto the computer. So we literally took out a notebook and started sketching these random patterns and in our minds it made complete sense what if anyone else saw it it would just be lines and circles and we always say that we're going to go back to this and it's going to be the start of an amazing strategy and that's where it happens on pen and paper yeah I mean sometimes you just need to write it down especially with things like funnels like if you're trying to figure out like okay 
what getting from one step to the next, that really helps to write it down because you obviously can't really type that. Um, but yeah, what is your favorite tool, Tara? I honestly live by Google Drive. I have folder inception going on in the drive and <laughs> I just love having lists in the drive and documents and I have it on my phone too. So if I'm always on the go, I'll just pop up a note on my phone in Google Drive and it'll be there in any place. And it's just great for me to like visually have everything in one place and Google Calendar is great so that I can schedule and visually see everything Google basically. But <laughs> other than that, <laughs> other than Google, <laughs> I love using using Instagram and later. Later is a great way that oh, yeah. we schedule content for our posting. And with that, we can visually see it. We can plan it out. We can do a bunch of awesome things with that. So that's another great tool that I love to use. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, I use Later too. Um, well, actually, I use a bunch of different tools because I have three businesses, but I don't want to pay for each yeah. one. So I use like Planoly for one account, feel you. for another, and then yeah. So it's just kind of all over the place. But yeah, I recommend that or Planoly to my clients all the time. Yeah, Planoly is great. We've used that one before too. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, who are you guys' go-to business resource? Just someone who really you follow along with what they're doing online and they really inspire you. It doesn't have to be someone online, but just, you know, someone who is you look up to in the business world. My two biggest mentors are Gary Vaynerchuk and okay. Gabby Bernstein. Okay. Um, it's kind of the balance between the go, 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 hustle, like put the work in and then the work-life balance of Gabby Bernstein to stay really grounded. Um, I know her book, The Universe Has Your Back, changed my life and transformed everything with Savvy Sisters and where we are today. And I think that for everyone to like take a minute and like ground themselves, even if it's just like having a deep breath, I know um, a mindfulness tip I tell people is to keep a lifesaver candy in your pocket and just if you're having a, a moment where you need mindfulness to just eat the candy and only think about what the candy tastes like. And it's, it's an excuse to have a candy. <laughs> I would be using that too often. <laughs> I literally do. <laughs> That's funny. And what about you, Tara? This is where our cousin telepathy comes in and Gary V and Gabby Bernstein are my two <laughs> favorite motivators as well. I, I'll be at the gym and I'll turn on a Gary podcast and I'll motivate the heck out of myself and be like, wow, I need to go hustle. I need to go get this. And then after I'll come back and have my protein shake and listen to Gabby and calm down and try to get my life back in order. So it's, <laughs> it's a great balance between both. And they're both very influential in the market and have a huge impact. And both of them are trying to do business, but change people's lives and make an impact on the world. And that's what we're trying to do at Savvy. So not only do I love what they preach and what they have to offer, but I love the values behind it and that it resonates with the values at Savvy Sisters. Yeah, no, I know. It's so funny that you guys pick the same people. Um, yeah, both of them are <laughs> great. Gary can be a little... Um, vulgar sometimes <laughs> which some people I have love it, it <laughs> at all like it doesn't that's not like a big thing to me but some people are like oh my gosh he's so vulgar and I'm like well I guess he's not the person for you but yeah no I like him a lot there I mean of course if you don't like vulgar there's tons of other people out there that are, like, <laughs> for sure 
for you. But And I'd say also that in addition to, you know, the big influencers like Gabby Bernstein and Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, I, I think I could speak for both of us here that our dads are Aww. huge go-to business <laughs> resources. They've worked in the industry and they're always willing to give us their honest opinions and help us in every way possible. So our dads are definitely up there for go-to business. <laughs> yeah, we're we're definitely <laughs> a family out. business. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I always like. I never have like my parents were both in like the corporate world, so I didn't have any people in my life that were like in that same kind of space. So that's really cool, and that you guys kind of have that within the family, so you can just you know ask your dad a question. If I asked my dad a question about marketing or social media, he'd be like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it's cool to have people in your you know in your family that are in tune with all of that. Um, so. Where can we find you? Let us know your website URL and your social channels and all that good stuff. Yes, um, at Savvy Sisters Media, S-A-V-V-Y Sisters Media is our handle for everything. That's our website. Um, follow our journey on the Instagram story. We have so many fun things coming this summer. Tara and I are actually taking a trip to europe all of august and we are tracking it all we have super fun collaborations in the works so i'm really excited to share everything um and see where life takes us that sounds amazing um can i come with you guys no i'm just kidding but really. <laughs> please do <laughs> yeah no that sounds that sounds like a good time i mean because you got to take a like a break from business in school because you guys are just coming off of four years of university. So it's time for a vacation, right? I went on vacation after I graduated. We actually went to Hawaii, which was really cool. Ooh, too. Very but, nice. um, but yeah, no, I think it's like a necessary thing. Like, you know, right before you get back to business, you just you take your little vacation and then you go back to work and then you get started. Honestly. And this um, vacation was like a pact for Tara and I because we both can overwork ourselves and uh, we were actually admitted to a startup incubator at the University of Delaware over the summer, which happens to be a three-month program, including August. Mm -hmm. So I was faced with the challenge of um, skipping the trip or not and I told the owner, I said, I have a family obligation and I made a promise and I'm keeping my promise. And that was challenging, but it really demonstrates our values to each other and our work-life balance because if we were to make a promise like that and break it so early on in our careers, what does that say about our character moving forward? Um, and being straightforward with the head of the program, he was able to make a compromise with me and we worked it out and are still able to do the startup incubator and go on vacation. So, you know, really asking for what you need and making sure that work-life balance is a priority is something we're trying to embed as we start. That's really important because let me tell you, I did not do that and I worked myself like, you know, crazy and I, you know, I went on some vacations last year, but I didn't prioritize it and I was working on the weekends mm -hmm. too and you know it, it leads to burnout so really like make sure to prioritize that throughout your whole business journey not just in the beginning but you know make time for vacation it's really important and it's a great way to rejuvenate and don't work on your vacations I'm sure you guys won't be doing that in Europe but in the future just like learn to take a break because it's really helpful 
And when I came back from the time that I actually took a vacation and didn't work at all, I felt like I had such clarity and I had better ideas even. Like I just felt like I um, came back into my business really inspired and, you know, was more creative because I wasn't working for that full week. I gave my brain a rest. So just to like keep that in mind for the future. Absolutely. And that's how you tap into your creative element. Our biggest learning experience from Girl Boss Rally and seeing all of these distinguished women in the field, the one commonality was that they all had burnout. And after their burnout, very far into their career is when they had that creative epiphany. So I think that as advice to entrepreneurs early on, learn from everybody that has done it before us and make work-life balance a priority because that's how you embrace your creativity and do the best that you can. That's very true. 20 minutes a day, that's all you need is a little bit of Mm self-care and it could go a long way. Yeah, like even if you just like do a face mask for like 10 or 15 minutes, like just something that that adds to the quality of your life versus just Mm -hmm. in front of your computer 24-7. Yes. There's so many different ways. You could do digital detox. You could do face masks. There's so many. Yes. Uh, Well, it was great having you guys on the show. Um, um, And yeah, thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvysocialhour.com slash episode 48. Make sure to join the Savvy Social Media Based Community Facebook group for daily prompts, updates on the podcast, and more. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. You can find us on the web at www.savvysocialhour.com. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Savvy Social Hour and like our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Savvy Social Hour. New episodes will be released every single Tuesday and Thursday. See you next time.